podcast for giftware and specialty food artisans who want to work smarter, earn more, and live better. Hosted by Stefan Normantis. Hi, folks. Welcome today. Thank you for joining in for Artisans Who Wholesale. Uh, today, I have Becky Wright with me, and Becky Wright is a potter. Her work is gorgeous. My daughter, Lucy, and I both have gotten pieces, and we love them. So I do hope you'll check out her website, beckypottery.com. Um, but I'm really glad to have her join us. Uh, she's come into the business in an interesting way. And I, um, you know, I just think that there's some, um, uh, you know, great lessons in there for us. <clears throat> so let me introduce you to Becky. I'll give you a quick intro and then, um, and then we'll jump right in. So Becky is a potter living and working in Southern Maine. She works with stoneware, clay on the wheel to create three collections, tableware, kitchen, and home decor. Becky's greatly influenced by landscapes and skylines. And I'll jump in here. Uh, her her pottery just reflects that so beautifully. Uh, these horizons and seascapes inspired her glazed work as she overlaps two colors to let the lines blur, creating intense color combinations with depth and alluring details. Becky graduated from the University of Southern Maine with a BFA in art and concentration in ceramics and art education. She was an elementary art teacher for 19 years. That's a lot of tissues. And then in 2016, she left teaching to pursue her lifelong dream of being a full-time studio artist. She lives in South Portland with her husband and their three children, all teenagers now. So welcome, Becky. Thank you, Stefa. Great to have you here. So, uh, so tell me a little bit about yourself and your business. Well, thank you for the introduction. I lived in Maine for most of my life, uh, except for two years in Quebec when I was mm. a little baby. So I don't remember any mm. of that. Mm. I live in South Portland in the house I grew up in. Oh, yeah. Sweet. And uh, I live with my husband, Michael, and our three kids. I have two kids, Alice and Henry, and my stepson, Finn. They're all teenagers, like you said. <laughs> but I, I actually really love the stage they're at right now. Um, nice. They have very distinct pers personalities, positive yeah. and challenges. Yeah. Um, I think it's been an honor to see them grow up and become these people that will spread their wings someday and... And we also yeah. have two cats that are gray mm. tiger siblings, and they make us laugh every day. So that's the nuts and bolts of my life right there. <laughs> awesome. That's a full yeah. life. That's yeah. a full life. So tell me about how uh, you chose your business name and what products you sell. All right. Well, my business name is my name. <laughs> <laughs> um, my business used to be called Dirt Girl Pottery, kind of like a play on words with uh, mud, you know, and yeah. clay. But I got tired of the name and the constant innuendos that resulted. Mm -hmm. I, I had a lot of um, people at craft shows that would say, so dirty girl pottery, huh? Uh, I, you know, and yeah. I, I had to constantly, mm -hmm. you know, it, was, it, did, it wasn't funny anymore. Yeah. And, um, and then in 2011, I went through a, a divorce and mm -hmm. I decided that my business would be my name. I love my name and mm -hmm. eventually changed the way I signed my pots on the bottoms of them. I used to make a cursive R or a B for Rebecca mm -hmm. or Becky. And uh, then I started cursive writing Becky and it became my brand. My brother yeah. said to me years ago, he said, wow, I really love how you've made this your brand. And I had no idea what he was talking about. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I yeah. had, back then I didn't know anything about branding. 
but it became what it is. I, it's my logo. Yeah. And it's good instinct, Becky, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, good reflection. So how and uh, why did you start your business and how did you know it was worth continuing? Well, I started um, selling my pottery in the mid-90s. I graduated from USM and it was always a little side way to make money Mm -hmm. um, on the side of my teaching career. It was always present. I would sometimes take maybe six months off from doing it and I just focus on my career and other things in my life, but I always returned to it. Mm -hmm. It, um, It was never the center because I didn't know how to prioritize back then. I always knew I could make pottery my full-time career in the back of my head, but my fear was a constant companion. Mm-hmm. I was afraid and incredibly anxious about money, fear of failure, and actually a, a fear of success. Mm-hmm. Um, the fear that I wasn't good enough to say how great my work was or that I would that I would come off as arrogant. Yeah, A lot of that comes from how I was raised. I had to do a lot of inner work on myself to get to the point where I am today. Isn't it funny how like the fear, you know, whether uh, it's both sides of the coin, it's that fear of failure, it's the fear of success, you know, that can yeah. keep you playing small. Yeah, it completely was. And I, the fear of success was the fear of overwhelm. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's funny because I've actually had to deal with that in the past 18 months more than ever. And I guess we'll talk about that later. <laughs> yeah. You know, different level, different devil. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. Um, and Becky, do you do both wholesale and retail still? Or what's your I mix? Do, yeah. So I about two thirds of my income comes from wholesale. Mm-hmm. And the other third comes from shows, a little bit of consignment and online sales. Mm-hmm. Got it. And I have... I used to do a lot of craft shows and this past year I did a little less and this and in 2019 I'm really going to try to do only 7 to 8. Mhm. Yeah. And um because I I'm going to have two seniors in high school next year. I really just want to yeah. be around more. Yeah. 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 I it's hear hard you. to go away and do shows even it's one thing to do a one day show that's within an hour's drive of my home. It's another to go out of state or, Mm. you know, for two, three days. That's it's hard. And it gets grueling when you've got a few stacked in a row. It it sure does because they're all sandwiched between June or July to Christmas. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, we don't in Maine and in new England, we really don't have a lot of, going on in the winter as maybe out west, you know, they can do that year round. Yeah, no, there's definitely that seasonality. Um, So what are you most proud of in the business? Um, I get to do what I love to do. Mm -hmm. Um, It's really hard work some days and other days are filled with such ease. Like this morning, for example, I got all of my work done and was having lunch at 1140. I was amazed. Um, So, I mean, I have work to do this afternoon, but Mm -hmm. I scheduled it so that it's, you know, it's going to be an easy day for me. I I love looking at my booth at a show, whether it's a wholesale show or a retail show, 
or at my website and I think, wow, I did that. Yeah. That's me. I, I really feel very proud of what I've done and what I've accomplished. That's awesome. Go yeah. Becky. Yeah. Um, so tell, so tell me, uh, you know, those are hard one. Those are hard one to get to that place where it's like, you know what? I, you know, I've nailed it in some places. I, you know, there's always uh-huh. room to grow, but you know, it's looking good now. So, yeah. you know, enjoy that milestone. Uh, so, uh, so tell me about the hardest part of the business. What's, uh, you know, what's your current challenge? Well, administration stuff has always been a challenge for me. I, um, but I've, I've learned several years ago, I worked with an entrepreneur coach that specialized in working with women entrepreneurs. And I, I remember right as at the end of my training with her, she said, Becky, if I can just leave you with anything, mm-hmm. please get help. Uh, so yeah. I've learned to get help from people and things that I either really I'm terrible at doing or that I just don't want to do. For example, I, I have an accountant Mm -hmm. that I hired accountant a few years ago to help me get started with QuickBooks. It would just seem so daunting and overwhelming to try to conquer that on my own. So I didn't, Mm -hmm. I got help. I also work with a bookkeeper a few times a year Mm -hmm. and an accountant. I, I know what I know and I know what I don't know. So smart. So, yeah. Yeah. It is so smart. And, yeah. And now I can do QuickBooks mm-hmm. by myself. I can do it once I, you know, I sit down and take the time to do it a couple times a month and it's easier and more manageable now. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. And my other challenges are taking time for and honoring me. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my studio is in the basement of my home, which is good and bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, the pros are that I can fire a kiln anytime I choose. Mm-hmm. I can work in any weather conditions. My f- kids can visit me when they get home from school. Mm-hmm. But the cons are that I tend to be, I can be a workaholic. Mm-hmm. So now I'm committing to taking two days off a week for myself and my family. Mm-hmm. Right now I work the typical Monday through Friday. Nice. Yeah, occasionally I'll be downstairs on a Saturday to do a little glazing yeah. or unload a kiln, but I'm really trying to honor the downtime that I yeah. need to hit the reset. No, it's hard. That boundary yeah. is tough when it's, you know, five steps away. Yeah, and I, exactly. And I, and I really love what I do and I don't want to hate mm-hmm. it. And there were a few times this past year where <laughs> I, I was working so much and so many days in a row that I was, I was thinking, yeah, I really, I really am getting kind of sick of this. And, um, so I, I just, you know, I, I constantly have to reevaluate how I'm approaching Mm -hmm. things. Those are challenges. Yeah. Great. Uh, tell me about a failure moment and something you learned from it. I know we've all got those. (laughs) Well, Well, my first year doing the New England Maid show is in 2012. So that was my first Mm -hmm. step my first step into wholesale. And I took orders from clients without really noticing where their stores were. (laughs) And so about two months later, I received a really extremely angry phone call from a client in a busy main town. I'm not going to say which town saying that she saw my work in another store's window right down the street from her. 
And I thought I was being so careful, but at the time I never established an exclusive policy. This is, mm. I, I had no idea even what yeah. that meant. Also, the other client had, the other client had given me his home address, uh, not his store interesting. address. Interesting. Yeah. So angrily canceled her mm. order. And I almost gave up on wholesale after that. I, wow. <laughs> I was so upset yeah. by it. I don't ever want clients to be angry with me. No one wants conflict. So now after more years of doing this, I have a specific policy for exclusives, but it took having that incident for me to see the importance of it. Yeah. And that's not something that naturally you, you know, if you're stepping into wholesale, that's not immediately obvious, you know, how retailers really feel or don't feel, but really need that, that's, specialness and exclusivity to what they have. So, you know, if you can get it anywhere, then uh, neither store does well. Right. And and some stores could mm-hmm. care less. They could care less if your product is being sold across the street from them. And then there are others that they don't want anyone else in their yeah. town. They don't want anyone else in the next town. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, it, it can be really yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, it can go way over. <laughs> way overboard yeah. so um you know okay. but just knowing how to set that up ahead of time where it's like all right you can have these lines but you can't have these lines or you know there's ways to you know right. kind of work it around but um but anyway that can be pretty tricky mm-hmm. i'm glad you stuck with it <laughs> yeah <laughs> so uh, that's uh, the message if i had to say something yeah. uh what do you wish somebody had told you before you started and i know you you know it sounds like it's been uh you know something along the <laughs> side for, you know, for nearly forever. But, um, you know, what do you, what would you tell your younger self or what do you wish somebody had told you? Well, that following your passion doesn't necessarily mean that you'll be inspired every day. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Most days get so technical Mm -hmm. and full of production for me. I love what I do, but it's also my job. I am not um, one of those people that relies on um, their spouse to mm-hmm. support them. I, I have to come up yeah. with half of my, of everything. And I have two children. So it's, you know, we have three, but I, I, I'm paying more for my two. And it, it's, um, I have to mm-hmm. make the money. Yeah. I have to, but I also, I had, I just have to realize that in the end, it, it is not a hobby. So when people say, Oh, <laughs> Isn't it great that you get to you get to do what you love? And I I want to sometimes like shake them and say, yes, but, but can you see that this is not a stamp yeah, collection? Like yeah. this is this is what yeah. I do. This is this is yeah. my life. Yeah. No, and people yeah. are depending on you. You know. So I think I just had this romantic version of it, you know, in my college days and in my twenties that, oh, I'm going to be an mm-hmm. artist and, um, and, <laughs> you know, what will that look like? And it, yeah, <laughs> it's not how I thought it would look like. <laughs> That's uh, that is funny how that, that whole lens yeah. <laughs> just turns right around. So, uh, so anyway, um, so what has your business taught you? Well, it's, it's taught me that I have to learn how to do everything myself, but that I can also delegate, meaning I need, I should know how to fix my website. You know, I should know how to enter that data, but I can also delegate as well. Like I said, I have an accountant for my taxes. I don't do my taxes. <laughs> I have a financial advisor for my IRAs. I don't do that. I do, I'm clueless. 
I have a bookkeeper to help me with nitty gritties. I have, I've had a wonderful assistant named Emily Armstrong for three and a half years now. She's a Mecca Maine College of Art Ceramics nice. graduate. She works two days a week in my studio and also uses my equipment for her mm -hmm. own pottery. And she does all the things I don't make time for and really don't mm -hmm. need to do. She wax resists the bottoms of pots. She sands them. She loads kilns. She mixes and sieves glazes. She cleans. She packs orders. So she's, she kind of does all that, that grunt stuff that I really, um, I don't need to do and I don't want to do. I don't have time to do. And so I've learned that I can't do it alone. So I don't. Yeah. And that yeah. allows you to, you know, that free, that frees up your time to do revenue generating things instead of like sanding a mm -hmm. bottom of a pot. You know? Right. So. Because I'm doing the creative work and the making, but the little finishing things here and there don't have to be yeah. touched by me. I can, like I've learned I can hire yeah. out for that. Definitely. Yeah. Um, so let's move on to some great tips. I know you've, You've got plenty of those yeah. uh, after uh, <laughs> after this long, uh, you know, uh, learning as as you go. Um, so, how often mm -hmm. are you introducing new product? Uh, there's always a lot of curiosity about. All right, how often should I introduce a new product? Mm -hmm. How big should my line be? Um, so, what's your uh, what's your sweet spot? I love this subject. So, um, for well, um, I always introduce new products each spring at the yeah. New England Maid Show. Um, and that's, I make my catalog once. So if I have another new product that comes out in late summer, it just is not put into my catalog that year. So people don't, for wholesale, they're not being introduced mm -hmm. until the show. If I have new products that I want to try and it's August, I'll try it. I'll bring it to some shows and I'll, I'll get what, mm -hmm. you know, I'll get the feedback from people Mm -hmm. at the shows, which is great. Um, this year I'm introducing Ooh, four new that's products. A lot. Um, yeah. Um, sometimes mm -hmm. it's a lot. And sometimes I, I'm thinking in hmm. December, Oh no, <laughs> what am I going to do? Um, I was actually just talking to a friend about this yesterday and she had so many new ideas and I said, but she was unsure about some. And I said, look, introduce these mm -hmm. solid ones here and, set aside those for next year because what if you yeah, can't think of something yeah. <laughs> you know and um so it's um like a, a few mm -hmm. uh, is great i sometimes will post new ideas on instagram or facebook before to get people to engage in mm -hmm. conversation with me about it and let and or if i've got a new idea that i'm not sure of kind of get their feedback. If if it's dead silent, yeah. then I know it's a bomb. You do a great Instagram, <laughs> Becky. I hope we'll link to this in the show notes, but I think you do a great Instagram feed. So, um, you know. Okay. I, I should post more often. That is one thing mm -hmm. I need to work well, on. Well, what you do is terrific. <laughs> you. So, you know, quality over quantity, if you want any feed. <laughs> okay. That's, that's <laughs> so, um, and what's your process for uh, for making new offerings? Well, uh, so my, my clay that I use, it shrinks 13% from start to finish. So if I want to make something a certain size, I have to do measurements ahead of time. And I'll, so I'll make, so when I'm beginning, I'll work larger than the finished product will become. 
and I'll make a few different sizes and shapes when I begin. So, so for example, one of my new offerings this year is a handled soup bowl. I mean, I know that that doesn't sound like really amazing, but mm -hmm. I haven't done one before and I've actually had many, many people mm -hmm. ask me to do this. So I researched ahead of time, what's the yeah. average size and shape of a soup bowl? And okay, now I have to do my own flair, mm -hmm. my own take on this. And I want it to have a handle. So, so I've made a few different um, mm -hmm. pieces and then, then I have to let them dry. So I let them dry for several days and it depends on the time of year. Sometimes in the summer, if it's humid, it can take uh, mm -hmm. several days longer for a piece to completely dry. And mm -hmm. then I bisque fire it. Then it needs to be glazed and then it needs to be fired again. So um, the mm -hmm. whole process can take a few weeks. And, um, and then if it comes out and it's satisfactory, then I want to get feedback. So I tend mm -hmm. to show my family first, hear what they have to say. And then I'll show, mm -hmm. I start showing friends. I'll take pictures and text them or I uh, meet them in person and say, Hey, what do you think mm -hmm. of this? Is this good? What do you think? Terrific. So, um, yeah, I get kind of jealous of other friends of mine for, uh, I have some jeweler friends that can <laughs> whip something out in, in just a few days. And I That's can't do funny. that. <laughs> uh, well, not <laughs> your not process, not your, not your medium. Oh, no. well. Oh well. Uh, what's your best uh, tip for finding new buyers? That's always the challenge. Yeah, I'm not mm. a good person to ask about this. <laughs> I I actually don't seek new buyers. Mm -hmm. I've always let them find me. Um, so I I've, I have a mm -hmm. really beautiful catalog. I work with a very talented graphic designer. She has created this amazing catalog for me. I my husband used to be a professional photographer, and he has taught me how to take pictures. We have a, a, um, a light box permanently nice. set up in the studio. All I have to do is turn on the lights, click, click, click. And I know how to edit them now. I, so I try to put the best pictures mm -hmm. on social media that I can and simple, yeah. um, explanations, simple terms, basically. And I've had galleries contact mm -hmm. me through Instagram. And, um, I've gotten, you know, mm -hmm. more clients through that actually. And I, my most clients are through the wholesale show, but in addition, I've received, I have great clients that I've actually never mm -hmm. met face to face yet. Yeah, that's true. Through social media. Um, yeah. What is your uh, most successful marketing tool? What's your best promotion that you have, uh, that's worked for you? My catalog and my and current and trying to mm -hmm. keep current on social media so i just have my business facebook account mm -hmm. linked to my instagram and so i can just it automatically will come up saying do you want to share this and i decide to, if i want to share it or not and it goes to easy. two platforms at once i yeah. just i just make it easy i don't yeah, the less yeah. work the better for no me. no simple is yeah. sweet so yeah. And like I said before, mm -hmm. I could definitely post more. I mean, I know people that post yeah. multiple times a day. I'm yeah. just 
I'm just yeah. not where they are. Well, it's working for you. So, yeah. you know, <laughs> so, uh, what you. is, uh, you know, you talked about, uh, putting in some boundaries as far as time of, you know, how many days in the shop, that sort of thing. Uh, what is, um, what's a healthy habit that's particularly important to you? Well, I do yoga every day. And um, I'm actually in yoga teacher awesome. training right now. I uh, just, I've always, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm not looking yeah. to change careers. <laughs> I really mm-hmm. just want to learn more. And, you know, if teaching becomes a part of that, I, I was yeah. a teacher for so many years. And there's a part of me that really does love sharing mm-hmm. and teaching people. Um, I just got really yeah. tired of teaching children. <laughs> Um, but I started that daily pe- practice for my body mm-hmm. and to keep my joints and back in the best shape. And, but over time, I've be, I've really loved the yeah. moving meditation of it. And, um, it's helped me let go of frustrations easier and realize what's really important. And I also try awesome. to eat a really big salad Great. every day. Great. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's the little thing, you know, it's the consistency, you know, if you can just stay consistent yeah. most of the time, you know, a lot of things just take care of themselves. So, oh, I should say, I also have a lot oh. of friends that are makers. And what I found that has really helped me is um, I just, and many of them I've met through wholesale and craft shows, but I can call them and text them at any time. And um, mm-hmm. because they're all doing this, we're all in it. And um, so I can exchange ideas with them. I can get advice from them or just vent and we support each other. So That's it's awesome. it's been really great Terrific. for me. Um, well, what is, mm-hmm. uh, what's the biggest lesson you've learned in running the business? That um, I'm not all by, I don't have to be all by myself, mm-hmm. even though I technically am. Um, that my friends that other people share this experience and I can lean on them. Mm -hmm. They can lean on me and that I'm not the expert. I know what I know and I can care confidently share that advice, but I am very open to learning more from others. Um, Thankfully my friends know Mm -hmm. quite a bit and are willing to share with me. (laughs) I need to constantly learn. It sounds like you've got a great group around you. Uh, as far as, you know, just that, you know, uh, yeah. that peer group that, uh, that you can lean in and, uh, uh, mm-hmm. you know, get support and be a support too. Um, aside from your, uh, aside yeah. from your peer group, you know, informal as it is, what other uh, tips or resources? Do you have any books that you recommend or apps or online stuff? Is there anything that helps you out? I love the book, The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. It's about um, the picture on the, on the cover of the book shows a goldfish jumping from a little teeny <laughs> bowl to a big bowl. And it's, and it's all about taking the leap. And for me, it was yeah. taking the leap from leaving my job that was, you know, had a retirement plan yeah. and benefits, really great benefits too the complete uncertainty mm-hmm. of working by yourself yeah, and being self-employed mm-hmm. and how scary it is. I love this book. Mm-hmm. This title is uh, iffy for the podcast, <laughs> but it's get rich lucky bitch by Denise, <laughs> Denise Duffield Thomas. It's all about mm-hmm. um, money and it's about how we grow up having certain feelings and thoughts about money and guilt that goes along with that and fear that goes along with that and how you can 
break through these, how you feel about money mm-hmm. and it's okay to earn money. And it's okay. It doesn't mean that you're, you know, a terrible person. And I oh, love that book. And yeah, I also love Big Magic by Elizabeth one. I'm so glad you mentioned yeah. the one about money. You know, it's not one I've read, but I think that is such a loaded mm-hmm. topic. And I think, you know, when you talked about that fear earlier of succeeding, I think, you know, a lot of that gets tied up into how mm-hmm. we feel about money. And, you know... Yeah. And I, like I said before, the whole romantic thought of being an artist, I used to think, <laughs> I can't believe I used to think this, but um, I used to think when I was 20, I'm going to be a starving <laughs> artist. <laughs> and I had, I had vision of myself in a Paris flat <laughs> with eating ramen noodles and painting. And, um, and I look back at that now, I'm like, that sounds really crappy. Like, why would I you want to tired of ramen life? pretty and fast? I, and I, Paris thing sounds great. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's, I, you know what, there's no starving artists going on in my life. So that whole f- mindset, I guess, the, uh, she talks a lot about mindset in that, in her books, uh, Denise Duffield Thomas, and you get stuck in this mindset mm-hmm. that I don't deserve that. Or, um, I'm going to become become a completely different person if I make money. And it's just, I, it just doesn't have to be that way. But you have to work through stuff um, to get to that point. Um, Let's see who or what, what keeps you inspired or motivated when the going gets tough? Oh, let's see. I'm very inspired just learning new things right now in my life. And like I said, I'm doing yoga teacher training, so I'm very inspired doing that. There are just challenges that come up all the time. So it's just, it's how I choose to react to them, I guess. And I am, I'm just very inspired by my maker friends. I, I love mm. visiting people in their studios. I love it. I love seeing where they create. And, um, so I try to visit when I go, uh, if, I was in Belfast this summer at a show and um, my friend, Willie Reddick, who is jewelry, also, yeah. she um, sells mm-hmm. jewelry and at, yep, at New England made. And I said, Willie, I need to come see your studio. And I'm telling you her studio. <laughs> I mean, I, I walked away thinking I'm ready to create new things. And I just, I, I think it's really yeah. important for us to visit each other, see each other, mm-hmm. um, that you don't have to be good, alone. Such a good message because you know? I think it's so easy to be solitary. It's so easy mm-hmm. and it feels awkward sometimes to say, Hey, could I, you know, uh, whatever it, it, you know, sometimes the artist profile is, you know, is an introvert, I think a lot. And so, you know, stepping out, but it's so gratifying, you know, when you do make those connections. Yeah. There's been times, there have been times just, you know, this past fall where, Oh, you know, days go by and I, I mean, mm-hmm. there have been days that yeah. I literally don't leave the house <laughs> because I don't have to. And then I, so now I realize, okay, it's time to take the phone and yeah. text yeah. my friend Tracy, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's time to just say, Hey, how you doing? Um, to, you know, just or a phone call or an email. And, yeah. and then we start yeah. talking back and forth you know, a little bit and then I feel good. <laughs> 
how uh finally how do you recharge what's your um how do you kind of get the batteries back um i love taking walks with my husband um nature walks um (laughs) maybe we can drag one of the kids with us They're not really into doing that with us anymore. Um, I love reading and just mm-hmm. curling up with a blanket and one of the cats and just downtime. Yeah, Perfect. having some quiet time. And um, and before we uh, totally mm-hmm. wrap it up, Becky, um, what's your best advice to other artisans? Well, my husband actually gave me the best advice ever. Um, he once I was I was just going through a frustrating time a few years ago, and he. He mm-hmm. said, just keep, just keep doing what you're doing. And, um, I always go back to this quote all the time. Just keep creating, keep mm-hmm. making, even when something feels like it's failing. Don't stop ever. Um, don't worry about what others are doing or how successful they are or how, or how many followers they have on Instagram. Um, or try not to be so competitive. It doesn't mean that they're happier than you. Mm-hmm their story is not your story. And I've learned that that's really self-sabotaging behavior. It's very hard to still get sucked and in, sucked into that, but just keep doing what you're doing and what you love. I love that the rest part uh, about, uh, you know, uh, your story is not their story and vice versa. It's so, so true. That's. Yeah. You don't know what's going on in their lives. I remember I was going through a bit of, um, yeah. Shall I, shall I say, uh, jealousy over, um, yeah. I don't like, oh, they have so many followers. They're just, they're, they look like they're making so yeah. much money. And my husband said, you don't know anything about them. Mm-hmm. And he goes, they could be mm-hmm. miserable. You have no idea. Yeah. And just like they don't know me. Mm-hmm. So why am I letting that bother me? Yeah, it is. It is. It's so easy. It's it's that compare and despair and you fall into it so easily, especially, you know, especially as you're scrolling an Instagram feed or whatever. It's like, oh, they look like they have their stuff together, you know, and um, and on a day where you're feeling weak, it's sort of like, Mm -hmm. so that's tough. So, well, thank you so much, Becky. Mm -hmm. I so appreciate your time today. You uh, have just uh, such a, a great series of experiences and approaches to your work that I think a lot of uh, a lot of our listeners will really really get inspired from your words so thank you oh thank you bye visit artisanswholesale.com for show notes with resources and links that help you work smarter earn more and live better